Podcast Help Desk, number 15. This is the Podcast Help Desk with your host, Mike Dell. If you have questions about podcasting, how it works, how to set up your website or RSS feed, drop Mike a voice message at podcasthelpdesk.com or email your question to podcasthelpdesk at gmail.com. You can even tweet your question by using the hashtag podcasthelpdesk. The Podcast Help Desk is now open. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, whatever the case may be. This is Mike and this is the Podcast Help Desk for, what is this, uh, April 18th. Friday in 2014. And today we're going to talk about how I go about producing my podcast, kind of the workflow of it, what software, what hardware, and all that. And like I said, numerous other episodes, you can do it a lot of ways, and this way is just the way I do it. But there are other ways, and I'll explain those as I go as well. Let me get over here to my outline, because uh, I did get an actual question about this. Of course, I'm going to uh, answer this question slowly through the whole episode, because it's all going to be about this one question. Of course, it's a broad question. Mark uh, sent me a, a note, and he says, hey, I'm just thinking about starting a podcast, and would really like to hear what goes into the production of your podcast. What software, what hardware, and what workflow do you use? Uh, you know, how do you, you know, what things do you do in what order and, and all that? And, and you know, hey, I, I don't know if I've done that before. I probably have in, in one of my other podcasts, not, not the uh, podcast help desk or podcasting tech coach. But I'll go through from start to finish how, how I'm going to produce this episode. I started out uh, a few days ago and figure out what I'm going to cover. Of course, I got this question. I thought, well, geez, that'd be a good uh, entire show. So that's what we're going to do. But I start out by making a document in Google Drive. And I use Google Drive just because, you know, I'm on various computers and devices. And when I come up with something that I want to do, I can bring that up anywhere. You know, you can bring it up in Word or text file or, you know, however you do it. But you know, I, I make kind of an outline in Google Drive, and my outline ends up being what I post as the show notes when I do post the episode. Of course, I go in and edit and add things that I talked about that I didn't write down and, you know, so on and so forth. But anyway, that's what I do. I start that out uh, with just that uh, document. Like I said, it's not a, a, a script because, you know, I'm terrible at reading. You know, you, you can tell when I'm reading, <laughs> but it's just sort of an outline and that's good enough for show notes. Uh, and that's what I do. As far as the equipment I use, uh, I record mainly into my computer. I know a lot of people say you shouldn't record into a computer. Well, I got that covered because I also use a 27 uh, inch iMac. That's, that's the computer, but it, it works on uh, any computer uh, that you want it to, you know, and you can use Audition as, as I do, Adobe Audition, but you can also use Audacity and there, there are several other sound recording software and sound editing software. At some point, we're going to go through all those too, 
uh, in a future episode. But I use Adobe Audition. I'm a graphic artist by trade, and and uh, so I've always been on Macintoshes, and I've always had the Adobe Creative Suite stuff, and uh, the uh, Master Series had Audition included, and that worked out kind of nice for the podcasting hobby, habit, business, whatever, <laughs> you know, whatever your case is. But uh, Audition, if you buy it outright, I believe it's still around $250. Uh, it works on both Mac and PC. But you can also use, uh, like I said, Audacity, which is a free uh, audio editor that's every bit as powerful as Audition, although probably slightly less easy to use. But uh, you can do pretty much everything that Audition does with Audacity. And I also have that, and uh, believe it or not, there are a couple of instances where Audacity is easier. Uh, multi-track editing, uh, I find it easier in Audacity. Uh, <laughs> see, I'm going to get those two screwed up because their names are so close. But Audacity, the free one, uh, I find it a little easier sometimes to do uh, multi-track uh, editing, which, you know, if you do it right, you don't have to do. Uh, I do some of it just you know like when i'm producing intros and outros and and uh, you know special little can things but uh, for the most part i i do uh, not need that uh, like right now i'm recording into audition and i'm recording through a uh, mackie 1202 vlz3 mixer it's a, not a super high-end mixer it's not a low-end mixer it's kind of in the middle of the road. I believe I paid somewhere around $250 for it new, but uh, I think you can get the get them cheaper now. And, you know, but you don't need a mixer of that caliber if you're just if it's just you and a microphone and and you know, you want to play some stuff into it, you know, to mix it in. You know, you can you can get something for as low as $35-40. Uh, what is it? Behringer is is one that uh, I have a couple of those laying around, and and they're handy. They're they're little little mixers. Uh, the one I started out with was a I think it was called a five o two Behringer mixer, and it was a little five channel mixer, and had one mic input, and <laughs> that was about it. And, you know, and then they had line in and line out and headphones out and all that, you know, stuff that normal mixer has. And in my case, I do not use a USB mixer uh, or a Firewire mixer. I just find that, you know, if you're, if you're depending, the more you depend on the software, the, the more trouble you can get in. And that goes to, you know, okay, yes, I'm recording into Audition, but I'm also recording into my uh, Roland R-05 digital recorder. I have that set up on the tape out of my mixer, and I've got the uh, main out going into the line input on the Mac. And a lot of times people get noise and hum and all that with that. I've got a couple of uh, hum filters, and they're fairly cheap. Uh, I don't even remember the brand, and it's kind of buried in a, in a nest of wires under my mixer here, so... I can't really get it out, but it's just, it's basically a uh, ground loop hum isolator, I guess they call it. But uh, I have good luck with it. Some computers, especially laptops, you, you won't be able to plug directly in. And for that, I would use a Griffin iMic. And I do actually have a Griffin iMic on 
on this computer also. That's a, a USB sound card. And that's what I use to play the uh, the tracks that I would play. Like, uh, you know, like if I wanted to play this little uh, stinger here, I just hit the little button over here. You know, and that uh, that comes in on uh, through the, uh, or well, it plays out of the Griffin iMic and into another channel on my mixer and then goes back into the computer and records into Audacity and simultaneously goes out and records into the uh, digital recorder. And the digital recorder is basically around for uh, backup. Because, you know, if you record into your computer only, you will. It's not not when, it's if. You will <laughs> definitely have a problem and lose an episode. So, and I have, you know, even with this uh, relatively modern Mac and, and uh, Adobe Audition, I have lost a, a recording and you don't want to do that. So, like I said, I have that digital recorder as my backup. Uh, every once in a while I've had to use it, not very often, uh, but, you know, hey, that's, you know, that's what I do. And, you know, the digital recorder, I think, was a couple hundred dollars and, Oh, of course, the microphone. Of course, I use the gold standard podcast microphone. <laughs> Some people will disagree, but I use the Heil PR40. Uh, there's also, uh, you know, the, uh, uh, what is it, ElectroVoice RE320 and RE20, which you'll find at most uh, radio stations. And then I think there's a Shure SM78 or something like that, but they're all big diaphragm dynamic microphones. I don't use a condenser mics uh, except for when I'm mobile and only in certain situations. In my mobile rig, I think a couple episodes ago, we talked about that. I did a whole uh, episode mobile and I use a, uh, a, a cheap mic, <laughs> not so cheap, but uh, uh, one of those uh, I can't even think of what it is right off the top of the head. But anyway, a couple episodes back, look for that. Uh, <laughs> I think it was still called Podcasting Tech Coach. But anyway, uh, I use that with the digital recorder instead of the uh, the condenser mics that are built in. And the nice thing about the condenser or the uh, dynamic mic that I'm using now is it's, it's a lot quieter. Uh, if I was using a condenser mic I would either have to turn my gateway up so that it, and it would just sound unnatural because I'm not in a soundproof booth here I'm I'm in my basement uh, I got a furnace uh, you know 15 feet in front of me that's uh, kicking on and off I, I've got computer noise in here you know if someone's upstairs walking around you hear all that and you still might hear that but uh, I usually let everybody know hey I'm recording you know keep foot traffic down in the kitchen because I'm right under the kitchen. I'm right under the refrigerator, as a matter of fact. <laughs> anyway, not not important. But uh, that's what's nice about the dynamic mic. It, it doesn't pick up a lot. And I also record at kind of a low lower level uh, when I'm doing my basic recording here. I've, I've got the mic turned down uh, quite a bit. And uh, I peak at about, uh, I don't know, somewhere between 16 and and uh, 12 on the peaks, uh, minus 16, minus 12. It's kind of a weird way the, the, the VU meter works. But uh, 
But anyway, uh, back to uh, the uh, equipment here. I also have a Autocom Pro XL uh, compressor limiter gate audio processor. I don't know, washes the dishes probably if I wanted it to. But I don't use a lot of it. Uh, for a while there, I was using the compressor and uh, and the uh, limiter and all that. I do have the limiter, I guess, turned on, but I've got it turned way up. So you know, if I scream, it'll <laughs> it won't limit it much. And I turned the compression off, and all I'm using really is the gate. And what the gate does is like right now, uh, I'm talking along, and the furnace is running in front of me. And you can't really hear it while I'm talking because I'm overpowering the furnace. But if I stop talking, that would show up if I didn't have the gate turned on. You'd hear, you know, kind of a low rumble. And right now, if I stop talking, you hear silence. And it can be fairly noisy. I mean, yeah, the noise will mix with your voice if it's too loud. But, you know, most radio stations... Uh, you know, if you see a radio station on TV, back I remember when uh, Frazier was on TV. Every time you saw him in there, that he was in a soundproof booth, and his producer was in another room in a soundproof booth, and you know, and they had the the foam on the walls and all this stuff and, and all that. And it's not necessary anymore. Uh, most radio stations that I've actually been into, and I do do a radio program on a uh, local station here. And we got uh, RE20s, we got the door open to the hallway and, you know, people walking by and and all that. And, and it's just not what it used to be because, you know, you can set up a, a microphone in a, in a busy office situation and, you know, people could be milling around in front of the desk. And as long as the mic's not pointed at them and you got a, you know, good uh, gate on there, you're not going to hear a lot of that. You'll hear some of it. But you won't hear a lot of it. You know, of course, you know, the radio studio that I work in, uh, you know, that's all that's going on in there generally. There might be people milling around or going by in the hallway. So, you know, but it's not the soundproof booth that it once was. And you don't need that for podcasting. I guess that's the, the bottom line. You don't need that for podcasting. Like I said, I'm in a, in a basement office with, you know, no sound deadening or anything. And I think I sound okay. You know, you be the judge. But I only, like I said, only use the gate portion of the uh, the, the uh, audio processing unit. Uh, but you can you can fiddle with it. To, you know the compression sounds cool, and and I do put in some compression in post edit. If you don't want to do any pro post editing, or if you're doing live, and you want to do a little compression, you know. But there's just tons of settings on the thing, and you know, you, it takes a, a little while to to figure out what what you want and, uh, you know, how you want it set up. And, and uh, it, I guess it's just like, uh, if you're, uh, tasting, uh, ice cream, you know, if you're trying to mix up some sort of concoction with ice cream and you keep tasting it, tasting it, tasting it after a while you quit tasting it. So it's the same thing with uh, trying to get your audio just perfect. Uh, after a while you can't hear the differences and, you know, when it's all said and done, you know, chances are you guys are listening on uh, earbuds or, or uh, on computer speakers or uh, car stereo speakers. And, you know, sound quality just has to be clean. It doesn't have to be, you know, the booming radio voice to, to be heard. 
you know, you know, now if I was playing a lot of music or something, then yeah, yeah you'd want to, you'd want to clean that up and, you know, make it all good. And, uh, let's see, get back to my notes here. I'm not following my notes. So the show notes probably are going to cover everything that I talked about, but they're not going to look anything like what uh, the order that I, I talked in here. So <laughs> beware of that. Well, let's see. I'm just trying to, uh, see here. Okay. Um, back to where I think I was. Uh, like I said, I did, I do record, you know, somewhere between minus 12, minus 16 to minus six tops on the peaks, uh, sometimes a little more. And in post edit, I'll add a little compression to the finished file and I'll boost the level up to about minus three on the peaks. I don't like to push it all the way to zero. You know, a lot of music stations will do that for radio and and you know, of course, that's the commercials. They'll overdrive them a little bit so that they, they they stick out more. And you know, we don't need any of that. Uh, minus three is good. My, anywhere from minus three to minus zero. But you know, you're, you're talking about peaks, so it really isn't gonna matter a whole lot. To, you know, if you're just in that ballpark, you're good. Just make sure you don't clip. Uh, which clipping means you you go above zero, and uh, then it starts to distort and and could actually, uh, you know, crack and crackle and make all kinds of weird noise. Let's see. And I edit in Audition. Uh, whether whether or not uh, my I use the Audition recording or I use my digital recorder recording, because sometimes I'll use one or I'll use the other, I do do some, some post-edit. And the minimal post-edit that I do is I throw in a little bit of... Uh, little bit of compression, like I said, and I boost it up a little bit and, uh, you know, and I kind of clip the end. So, you know, if I've got a long space at the beginning or at the end, I, I trim that out. So that the file sizes or for the, the, the noise stops or the file quits playing as soon as there's, there's nothing else to listen to. There's nothing worse than starting a podcast and have five seconds of, of, of silence at the beginning. And, as a listener, I, I can't stand that. It's like, oh, is it playing? Do I have my volume turned up? You know, inevitably I'll reach over and crank the crank the thing on the on the stereo because I listen to podcasts mostly in the vehicle, uh, plugged into the stereo, and, <laughs> and a couple of times you get your ears blown out, and that's just not nice. So it's really good to start right at the beginning. So you know, if you when you're done editing or when you're done recording, edit that out so that you don't have a a, a lot of silence at the beginning or at the end. Okay, at this point, I also want to mention that uh, before you start recording, silence your phone or turn it off if you don't want to be interrupted. <laughs> of course, I, I had to stop the recording after that last sentence and answer my phone and then <laughs> take that little bit out uh, as I go. Of course, it's on the recording on the digital recorder because that's just rolling along. I can't really stop start that. So if I was to have to use that, I would have to go in and do some manual editing. Anyway, back to the uh, MP3. Uh, like I said, once you get it all edited the way you want it and uh, all that, you got to encode it. Now, back in the day, as Dave Jackson loves to say all the time, there was this thing called an enhanced podcast. It was a thing 
made up by Apple. And it was a way to make an MP3, not even an MP3, it was an AAC file. I think they call it M4U is the actual file extension, but I think it was AAC, Apple encoding. And there's nothing wrong with that in particular. I can explain why that's not right. But anyway, they also had this way where you could, if you were watching it, watching it, why would you watch an audio file? That's the whole problem with it. But if you were playing it in iTunes, at certain points of the show, you could put up different pictures and all that. And really, if you're going to do something like that, just go video. And you can put up pictures and do screencasts and whatever. But anyway, this thing called the Enhanced Podcast used to be part of, of GarageBand, which uh, comes with every Mac. And it's not a bad platform to uh, record in or use as an editor or whatever. I don't understand it all that well, but uh, it's because I've never really used it. I have it, and maybe sometime I'll, I'll try to understand it and all that, but I do know you have to work hard to actually encode an MP3, and that's what I suggest. Use MP3. Don't use AAC. Don't use OGG. Don't use uh, M4U or any of the other uh, alternate uh, audio uh, methods because a lot of players can't play it. I, you know, a lot of play, almost all players can play AAC. But the problem with AAC is when you get to the web player, it comes up as a video. Even though there's no video in it, it has to play that way on most web-based players. So, you know, it doesn't look good on your website. And like I said, compatibility with the most players and methods of, of consuming podcasts, uh, you're just better off with MP3. Video, that's a whole other bag of worms. Uh, you know, I, I want to focus on audio when it comes to this because that's what I'm doing. So, uh, let's see. Let get back to my uh, outline here so that I don't forget something. Okay, uh, when you do encode your MP3, make sure you have your settings right. Uh, you want to encode at a decent bit rate which is, you know, 64 kilohertz will work, uh, but 96 is what I do. CD quality is 128. Uh, so I don't go quite CD quality, uh, but I do go 96. And that's a pretty happy medium. It works out to slightly less than a megabyte a minute. So, you know, if I do a 30-minute podcast, it's going to be somewhere around 30 megabytes, which isn't bad. You also want to make sure that you're using a constant bit rate rather than a variable bit rate. That's due to compatibility. And if you do use audition, I mean, uh, audition, audacity. If you use audacity, uh, one caveat there is don't make your MP3 out of audacity. They have a, a encoder called the lame MP3 encoder. And the reason I say don't use it because it is lame. If you have iTunes, which I'm assuming most of you will have iTunes, or you should get iTunes if you don't have it, but uh, encode in iTunes. You, you save your file out of Audacity in 
wave and then import it into iTunes and make an MP3 version of it. And that's a much better MP3 and it'll come out. It'll come out right that way. And, you know, it's nice. You know, you can knock it down to 64 if it's mostly voice. And that'll save you a little bit if you're paying for hosting, which I think you ought to pay for hosting because the free stuff is just that. It's free. And you get what you pay for. And to that end, let me throw in my little plug here for Blueberry Hosting. Uh, If you want a 30-day free trial of Blueberry Hosting, just uh, use my code N-O-B-S, no B-S, at uh, checkout there at uh, blueberry.com. Links in the show notes at podcasthelpdesk.com slash 15 for this episode. And they're, uh, it's all over that site, so <laughs> you can find it. But anyway, 30 days free, the best uh, web or best, not web hosting, media hosting, and it works really well with uh, PowerPress and WordPress, which is what you want. So once I'm all done with the file, uh, once I'm all done, I've edited, I've uh, applied my compression and, you know, all that. You don't need to do all the compression and all that stuff. Just make sure that your levels are, are up high enough to where... You know, if somebody's listening to Leo Laporte and the next uh, podcast in their their uh, playlist is yours, just make sure you don't blow their eardrums out or cause them to have to turn that volume up. That's how I got my levels. I, I listened to uh, uh, one of Leo Laporte's and uh, watch the levels, and they say, "Okay, I'm going to try to get as close to that as I can, so that my podcast is the same level as his." Not saying that people that listen to him will listen to me, but, you know, I figured that's a pretty happy uh, medium there for for that. But once I'm done with the file and I've made my MP3, it's all encoded and ready to go. It's sitting there on my desktop. That's where I put it because I can find it that way. I drag it into iTunes, and this is to write the ID3 tags. And there are a lot of tag editors out there, and I guess I don't see the point of using them. Uh, one, a lot of them cost money, and two, main mainly your audience is going to be using iTunes, and or they're going to be listening on your website, and in that case, the ID3 tags don't mean anything. So, you know, why not use iTunes, which is where most people are going to do it, to put your ID3 tags in? But I made a playlist in iTunes, and then I drag my MP3 right into that playlist. And that's important for finding stuff, especially if you have a big library. You know, it's kind of hard to find your stuff. So I made a playlist called Edit. I just throw the raw MP3 in the Edit thing, and or the Edit uh, playlist. And then you right-click. Or if you're on a Mac, Control-click, or is it, I don't know, Apple key-click, or some some click. <laughs> you know how to do a right click anyway and you, you you select get info and then you click on the info tab and then in there you can put your name the what i always put in is i you know put uh let me scroll over here i got one open here i put uh under name i just put uh 
the the name of the podcast. It's usually it comes up with a file name, and that's fine. It, you know, in this case, it's going to be a PhD zero one five. And then under artist, I put my name. Under album artist, I also put my name. Don't know what that means, but and then under album, I put the name of the podcast. So this would be podcast help desk. That's all I put there. I put the track number. Uh, in this case, it'll be fifteen of, and I don't put anything of in the of. And I don't put anything in the disc number. I don't put anything in the grouping. I don't put anything in the BPM. And I don't put anything in the composer or comments. But then I, under genre, I uh, either pull down and select podcast, or you can actually type in that block and type podcast. And that's important because that's how it'll get separated in somebody's iTunes. It'll be in the podcast area versus... Uh, the you know the regular music area, and then I take my finished show notes, and I or not even so finished. I just throw something in the lyrics tab. You can throw your show notes in there. You don't have to. On some players it shows up, some players it doesn't. But why not? And then I click the artwork tab, and I click the add button, and then I find my uh, artwork for either you can. Put a, a different piece of art in for every episode if you want, or I just put the main uh, album art for Podcast Help Desk in there, and then you just hit OK. And once you hit OK, the same file that you dragged off your desktop is now edited. You don't have to you don't have to uh, drag it out of iTunes. It's it's already changed on your desktop. And on most computers, you'll see that the album art will you know come up instead of just the the generic mp3 icon so then you know you've got the right one and let's see once i do all that i go to podcasthelpdesk.com in the back end there on the wordpress dashboard i hit add a post i name my post uh, phd-015- uh, in this case it's going to be a podcast workflow or something like that you'll see when you, you get it and I put that as the title of the post. I paste in my show notes or paste in my uh, outline, and then I go in and tweak a little bit. And since I'm using PowerPress, I scroll down to the bottom of the post to the podcast episode box. And since I'm using Blueberry Hosting, I click the little uh, folder icon, and then I click Upload Media File, and then I drag my mp3 onto that area where it says drag your file here and drop it and it uploads to blueberry once it's done it, the window will close and you go to your uh, go to the back to your uh, post and you hit verify and what that does in as far as with blueberry powerpress is it verifies that your file is indeed up there it's not corrupt it's you know a good bit rate a good uh, sample rate for podcasting and you know, just make sure that everything's right and it, you know it also lets you know that where you've got your file stored is a good server for uh, podcasting uh, that's the the bit of warning i want to give you uh, yes you you buy a hosting plan at godaddy or bluehost or hostgator and all that you know shared hosting plan and they they say oh you got unlimited bandwidth and unlimited storage well yeah but you're sharing that server 
with your website. And you're also sharing that server with a lot of other people's websites. Okay, and say your show gets popular. You know, like in certain cases, I know of shows that, uh, you know, get 10,000 downloads the first day. That's going to completely annihilate your website and everybody else's website that's on that shared hosting account. And that's why I always stress, you know, use a, a proper hosting company. You know, Blueberry Hosting, there's Lipson, uh, Amazon S3 if you're really geeky and want to spend more money than you need to eventually. Anyway, <laughs> all, I, all I'm saying is that's the main reason you don't want to upload it directly to your web hosting because... If you, know, you have questions compete, about podcasting, you know, even how it works, like, say, how to set up your website, or downloading RSS at the same time, drop Mike and a then voice message your website, at podcasthelpdesk.com or email your question to podcasthelpdesk@gmail.com. You know, right. So the best bet you can is even you know, tweet your question by using the hashtag podcasthelpdesk. Thank you for visiting the, the podcast help you know, desk. Web hosts are See you for next hosting week. Hosting web pages, they're not for hosting MP3 files or God forbid, video files. So that's just a, you know, a little word of warning there. But once I get my post uh, all set up, uh, a lot of times I do it ahead of time. Uh, tonight I'm not going to. It's going to post as soon as I get done with the post because it's Friday again. I was going to record earlier in the week, but you know how it goes. But if I say I was doing it on Tuesday or Wednesday and for release on Friday... Then I would schedule the post out, uh, you know, ahead of time. You know how to do that in, in WordPress, or you should know how to do it. But there's a little button up there instead of next to the publish button. It says uh, schedule, and you can schedule it to release at a certain time. And that's what I usually do. Uh, like I said, tonight I'll get done editing here, and I'll I'll put the show out uh, right away because that's what I normally do. Let's see, other uh, little tidbits of equipment and workflow. Uh, a lot of times I'll record what's what was known back in the day as live to the hard drive. And that's, that's where, you know, I've got this uh, program called Soundboard. Uh, it's, it's basically a cart machine for <laughs> podcasting or cart machine for your computer. They also have ones for iPhones, and that's another cool thing you can do. Uh, hook your uh, iPhone, iPad, Android, whatever, into your mixer board into one of the channels, and you can play stuff off of that to be included in the mix. But, you know, like I, I could have my uh, intro all queued up and music and all that into this little soundboard, you know, like this little uh, stinger here. This podcast is part of the Tech Podcast Network. If it's tech, it's here. You know, I could do that, but I could do the whole show that way. And I don't because, or not this time, you know, not normally. What I'll do is I'll, I'll record it in segments, like that little thing right before the uh, music starts at the beginning, you know, where, where I said, podcast help desk number 15. Well, anyway, that's one little recording that I do ahead of time. And then I record the main body of the show or sometimes if I started on Tuesday and I record a segment and then I'll go on Wednesday I'll record another segment and so on and then I glue them all together in post edit and then you know tack on the ending and and all that 
but you can go live, uh, you know, and you'll be a better podcaster, uh, you know, because it's more like radio broadcasting. You'll get better at it. <laughs> you don't expect to get uh, good at it immediately. But I, I suspect a lot of you are already podcasting and, and know some of this. But like I said, it's one of those things. You can do it either way. I do it both ways. Uh, for my other show, Mike Dell's World, uh, a lot of times I'll have the, the uh, audio recorder with me and I'll record two minutes and then five minutes later and, and a little bit further uh, down the road, I'll record some more. And then, you know, when I get, you know, 30, 40, 50 minutes of, of little recordings, I kind of glue them all together. And that works for me sometimes. Or sometimes I'll just sit down, turn on the mic, and and go for it. And when I'm done, hit stop, hit save, and throw it on the on the internet, and I'm done with it. So you know it, it can work both ways. If you dislike editing, then get good at the live to the hard drive thing. So let me uh, play this little uh, promo here, and then we'll wrap this up. I walked through the damp, foggy streets, my mind swirling. So much content, so many podcasts. How do I find the best? Then it hit me, like a big blue neon sign flashing through the mist. Blueberry. All I had to do was drop the ease and go to Blueberry.com. Blueberry, the digital media interface for consumers, creators, and advertisers. Yeah, I had to throw in the little plug for Blueberry. <laughs> and uh, by the way, uh, a good resource for uh, just general podcasting information, and along with all the Blueberry services and, and whatnot, is create.blueberry.com. Uh, I send people there all the time to uh, read about different things, and they've got a section in there called the Podcasting Manual, and it has a lot of information about, you know, the various aspects of podcasting and it's updated uh, pretty regularly. Um, so it's, it's definitely a good resource for a lot of that stuff. And, and the nice thing about a lot of the blueberry services, you can use a lot of it for free, like power press and, and, uh, you know, having your show listed on blueberry is, is free. Uh, they've got a free stats, uh, Thing and you know, and that's good to start with. Uh, the pro stats are better, and use my promo code no BS if you sign up for the uh, premium stats. You get a month free. Anyway, enough uh, enough of that. Next week, uh, let me see what did I? I, I did have a, a master plan of what I was going to uh, do for next week. So let me uh, get back to where I was. Uh, oh, yeah, I'm going to be talking about stats, all about which stats are important, which stats work, which stats don't really work, and that kind of stuff. Uh, so if you have any questions about uh, podcast statistics or even web statistics, uh, drop me a, a note. The uh, lady at the end here will tell you how and where, and I will catch you next week. Thanks for stopping in to the Podcast Help Desk. If you have questions about podcasting, how it works, how to set up your website or RSS feed, 
drop Mike a voice message at podcasthelpdesk.com or email your question to podcasthelpdesk at gmail.com. You can even tweet your question by using the hashtag podcasthelpdesk. Thank you for visiting the Podcast Help Desk. See you next week. That's all, folks.